preparation of bottles and parts and cords and pumps and whatnot if you are pumping while you're away from them. It's just a big transition. And if you're in that phase of going back to work and starting your child in daycare, I feel for you. And I know that there is so much that goes into it. Hey, everyone, and welcome to yet another episode of Entering Motherhood, a podcast dedicated specifically to new moms going through this amazing journey in life. I'm your host, Sarah Bilger, a postpartum nutritional coach slash mechanical engineer. And as always, I'm so excited to be here with you and share all the information I've been lucky enough to obtain since becoming a mom. In this episode, I talk about where I'm at on my postpartum journey right now at about seven months postpartum and everything else that's really just been going on with us. Hey mamas, so before I really dive into this episode and talk about everything that I've been experiencing, going through, really doing these past few months in this world of postpartum, I wanted to say thank you so much for listening and really being here and enjoying this journey with me. You know, this is an experience that I hope that we're riding along and doing together. And I want to thank you so much for patiently waiting specifically for this episode. If you've noticed, I am behind this week and there has been a lot of sickness and just want you to know how thankful and appreciative I am. And I'm right there with you. I am seven months postpartum and this is life right now we have two littles rosie's gonna be three soon isaac just turned seven months and we are just going through it i work full time as a mechanical engineer and i'm doing this and i am just juggling all of the things so i want you to know how much this means to me and how much i enjoy hearing from you and going along on this journey and I am not perfect in any way of navigating motherhood and I am nowhere near healed on my journey but I do feel like I have made so much progress along this motherhood journey and I am so fortunate to be able to connect with so many mamas out there who are working so hard to give mamas a better experience than they ever could have imagined. And I really want to expose those people to you and allow you to engage with them so that you can be on your journey to healing and navigating motherhood that much smoother and easier and allow yourself to be living the life that you want. So... Here we go with this week's episode. Hello, mamas. So much is going on right now that I feel like it was time for a postpartum update. We are approaching seven months postpartum and I'm feeling really good. My energy is increasing more and more each month and aside from a few restless nights here and there, we are all getting some much needed sleep at night. 
So going back a couple of months now since the last update, I have been back at work full time and really starting to find a balance and a groove with things. And I'm going to read off a few posts that I have had over the past couple of months about where I'm at and just to help summarize these past few months. So this one is from May 19th. And I said, it's almost two weeks past and I'm realizing now I never did this little man's four-month update. Life can be packed with so much sometimes that things somehow pass by so quickly without us even noticing them, especially life as a parent when the mental load packs on top of the physical load and we find ourselves wishing we can be in 10 places at once. But the truth is, we are just one person. And honestly, that is enough. I have certainly been pushing myself out of my comfort zone and trying to do all that is on my heart, but also finding time to give myself grace. With May being Mental Health Awareness Month, I have certainly been becoming more aware of my own mental health and the way I speak to myself. Parental mental health is something I'm noticing has such a huge impact, not only on us as a person, but our children, the influence that we have on them. Take time to check in on yourself. Check in on the parents in your life and be open to listen, hold space, and communicate with those around you. This little man is such a light and such a happy human. He shows such joy and is certainly living up to his name. My sweet Isaac, I am so blessed to be your mommy. As challenging as it is, I feel so lucky to have you by my side all day. Your giggles and the little smirk you give when your eyes lock mine is my favorite part of all. Happy four months, my boy. I love you. So that was something that I posted with some cute pictures of Isaac just for his four months. And, you know, I think then moving forward, it was right around five months or so that really this, I'd say like a veil sort of just lifted. And I started to feel like I was coming out of that foggy mom brain mode of things and I wasn't so closed off and short with answers and my energy really started to increase and I really just started feeling like myself and that must have been too you know like hitting that five month that was right around my birthday so I just turned 32 if you didn't know and That was kind of like a huge pivoting point of, you know, another year older and having two kids and really just evaluating where I'm at at 32 years and, you know, what that looks like and what I thought it would look like and, and everything that's like come with, you know, your normal celebrating birthdays and things like that. And this is also when Isaac started rolling and some of his nicknames really started coming out. We have nicknamed him Chunky Monkey and Rosie just says it in the cutest little voice. We also have called him Sir Isaac and Two Chins and Iggy too has been a new one that we just started doing. And um, it's funny because I don't know if you know the books like Rosie Revere, the engineer and Iggy Peck, the architect, but you know, we have Rosie and Iggy. So it's kind of cute. And I think that's like where we started calling him Iggy and how that's kind of stuck a little bit. 
And I'm not really sure why all the nicknames. It's not something that we did with Rosie, but he's just super chill and he's like really interactive. And I just loved uh, having him home with me for as long as I could because I I don't know if you know or if like you've heard in uh, other episodes, but Rosie was only nine weeks old when she had to start daycare. And we did that until she was about a year old. And then we had someone out of the house watch her until she, you know, just recently went back to daycare when I was pregnant with Isaac. But having him here and and getting to have that time with him was just really special. But at six months, like I said, he started to go to daycare and I started pumping like while he goes. And this journey is, you know, just really going amazing. But at first it wasn't going, going all that great. And, um, I have another post that I wanted to share. And this is the first week that he had started for the first time at daycare. And I was pumping and it really just was something that I was thinking about and it came to me. So it says, As I sit here and pump, I miss my baby rolling around on the floor of my office. For six whole months, Isaac was with me 24-7. And now being a little over a week into daycare, the emotions are still running strong. I'm so happy to have a sense of self and some undivided attention to put towards my work, but it doesn't mean it's easy sending my youngest to daycare and switching to pumping here on this chair instead of having him here cuddling silently in my arms. I thought it would be easier than when I had to send Rosie to daycare and go back to work at only nine weeks postpartum and go without her all day. And while I'm super grateful for the extended time I got to spend with him by my side, it still makes it difficult. For this mama, having to separate from my babies is tough, and finding purpose in my work is what I continue to strive for, so the hours spent apart feel worth it. I am not just an employee, and I'm not just a mom either. What used to be one role splits into multiple categories, and we feel like we still have to be fully in on all positions or else we're slacking. With any transition comes change, and with that, adjustment. But it's okay to be aware of the present moment and not pressure ourselves to be at the end result all the time. I know in a few days or weeks or months, I'll feel different, and it will all be okay, just like it was with Rosie. But it's also okay to honor this moment and point out that it sucks a little, To not have my sweet baby boy by my side while I work. To all the working mamas out there who are about to embrace on this journey or who are currently on it, I feel you and I see you. And, you know, there was just a lot going on that first week and a lot of emotions, you know, like I said, like being separated from him and really just transitioning to pumping and getting back in the groove of those things. But I think there is kind of a lack of maybe education or just sympathy or I'm not really sure with providers of babies at daycare and especially with breastfeeding mamas because 
if I was not so grounded in my decisions and confident in myself, I feel like this journey would have been a lot harder. And even though just being at home alone with no distractions and being able to focus on just work with no kids is is nice and it gives me a chance to, you know, really connect back and define myself as an individual again, I do miss him being here. And I think we're allowed to acknowledge both of those feelings, both sides of it. But yeah, anyway, when when he started his first week, Basically, every day when I went to go pick him up, I was told by at least two people that I was not feeding him enough and I wasn't giving him enough food for the whole day. And honestly, this was just super hard to hear because I have been the sole source of his nourishment up until this point. And he was only consuming breast milk and essentially... It was just on demand and I had been right there with him by my side. And so hearing that, it was kind of hard because that was kind of like I was failing, like telling me I was not doing enough. And, you know, like I said, like if I wasn't, you know, confident and grounded in what I was doing, that could be really, really hard for somebody to process and go through and worry about. So if you don't know, I'm going to drop a few things right here about breastfeeding for a moment. Mind you, I'm not an IBCLC of any sorts, no lactation consulting, anything of that sorts, but I do know a thing or two. And providing your baby with one to one and a half ounces of milk every hour is the standard and enough for them to have throughout the day. So, you know, if you're sending them there for however many hours, just kind of try to gauge like one to one and a half ounces for every hour. And also if babies are accustomed to being breastfed, they should be pace fed or, you know, at least have their bottle consumed at a slower rate if possible. Maybe kind of give them a little bit, let them have a break, give them a little bit more, let them have a break because their bellies are not used to being able to have that massive amount of milk that quickly. And and so that can be an adjustment for them. And listen, mamas, let me say right here and now our bodies are smart and they are just capable of so much more than we know. And what we pump while our babies are gone is the same amount that they would be consuming if they were with you. So don't really think that, you know, you're not pumping enough because they're not there. And and sometimes that can be a factor, like, you know, having a picture of them or finding ways to maybe, I remember with Rosie, I took a video of my husband feeding her a bottle that I could watch while I pumped because it kind of was showing me like, okay, like I'm feeding my baby. Like this is milk that I will give her. And so just really having that visualization, maybe even just closing your eyes and like pretending like they're there in your arms and you're holding them. And, and that helps, I think like stimulate the milk and also just creating a stress-free environment. If you are at work and they are not giving you a space to pump safely and comfortably, then that needs to be something that's addressed. But That can be a whole other uh, conversation topic that can be an episode in itself. So 
Anyway, I was sending three ounce bottles for him every two hours. So that is hitting that one and a half ounces per hour mark. And they were saying he was crying afterwards and it didn't seem like it was enough for him. And so that was just, you know, really frustrating and kind of hard. Like the first thing, the first day when I went to go pick him up, they were just like, he's hungry, mommy. Like you didn't send enough. Not he had a great day. Like he's safe. You know, we really loved on him and we know it was a hard first day for both of you. Like nothing. It was just like, send more food. It's not enough. But anyway, I stayed solid in the amount that I was sending him. And, you know, he had just been to a doctor's appointment recently too. He had a six-month visit and he is in the 50th percentile for weight, mind you. And so I know he's doing just fine and that's why it was so frustrating. Like I know he's consuming enough, but it didn't stop them from (laughs) having an opinion, I guess. I feel like, you know, it was a little bit of like stepping over the line and, and telling me that I wasn't feeding my child enough. And also just if I were to accept what they were saying was true rather than trusting my gut and if I started to transition to supplementing with unnecessary formula or anything like that or trying to make myself work harder to pump more and stress myself out with that, it would have completely caused more unnecessary stress. So just saying that. But in general, this was really a moment that I had to work through and just push through and be strong with. And I know if he was here with me, I could comfort him while he ate and I'd let him linger and really just have him feel safe and me feel comfortable and I know that he'd feel full and satisfied afterwards but in this moment this is a step that we are doing and that we need to be taking because he is getting busy and like I said he's rolling he's all over the place and I do appreciate the time that I can dedicate to working and staying focused but in general there's just a lot of factors that go into breastfeeding and having all the senses get stimulated on both ends, you know, not just baby and everything and connecting with the mom, but mama getting, you know, all those feel good feelings and that transaction of, you know, exchanging everything. So when that gets disconnected on top of someone telling you that the food you're supplying your baby just isn't enough, it can be really, really emotional. Needless to say, we have moved past this and we have also started to introduce solids. So we send a little bit of food that we prepare ourselves in cups along with his milk and there hasn't been any issue since, but mamas that are breastfeeding, it is a journey and there is just so much more that goes into it and so many factors and preparation of bottles and parts and cords and pumps and whatnot. If you are pumping while you're away from them, it's just a big transition. And if you're in that phase of going back to work and starting your child in daycare, I feel for you. And I know that there is so much that goes into it. And also, if you did not know, it is World Breastfeeding Week, and the theme this year is Step Up for Breastfeeding, Educate, and Support. 
So I actually had the opportunity to take part in a breastfeeding photo shoot with a lot of other mamas in like the middle of the woods and we stripped down basically to just our underwear and we just nursed our babies and hung out and talked and it was a really, really awesome experience that a local birth photographer does around here. And so if you are in the Greenville area and you're breastfeeding and that's something that you'd be interested in, you know, reach out to me and I'll I'll connect you with them and stuff like that if that's something that you're interested in. But anyway, I had these amazing photos taken during that experience and I shared one of them recently and I also said something about World Breastfeeding Week that I wanted to share. So it says, many people talk about the benefits of breastfeeding for the baby, but there are also amazing benefits for the mama. Breastfeeding has the potential to reduce the risk of breast cancer and ovarian cancer. It also has been seen to reduce the mother's risk of type 2 diabetes and high blood pressure. How awesome is that? If breastfeeding, a mama typically spends 1,800 hours expressing milk during her baby's first year of life. This is not only draining, but a huge commitment that we focus on in order to give our children that liquid gold that is so desirable. I feel so fortunate that I have been able to supply milk for both of my babies. It has been tough dealing with potential latch issues, maintaining enough supply, and the extra added pressure of returning to work. Some mothers don't have the luxury of being able to pump at work and must decide to breastfeed or to work. With that, I feel so privileged to be able to continue this journey and still pursue a career. I hope to educate others on breastfeeding and allow them to see the beauty that comes from an innate behavior that we have the ability to create for our children. I also hope to supply the support needed so that mothers can continue to breastfeed if that's what they wish to do and see their bodies as the wildly stunning vessels that it is. We have the ability to create and sustain life simply by existing and being the person we are and nothing more. That alone deserves to be celebrated and honored, not only this week, but all the weeks of the year. Thank you to those that are educating and supporting others about breastfeeding. And then I just said, like, be sure to tag somebody and help. But anyway, that is, um, you know, honoring this week and, and World Breastfeeding Week. If you didn't know, that was a thing. Now you know. But yeah, so... Other than that, we have taken two trips back up to Pennsylvania during this time. We went up for some birthday celebrations and graduation parties, and we also made a trip up for a family reunion and just seeing some other family. And road trips actually have been working out fairly well for us. Overall, it's about a 12-hour drive, (laughs) I know, which sounds crazy, But it's largely because we stop about every three hours and we feed the baby, we feed ourselves and Rosie, and then we take potty breaks and diaper changes. And there's just a lot that goes into our stops. But other than that, the kids 
sleep a decent amount or we listen to podcast episodes and the time just seems to fly by. Honestly, I'd love to share more about prepping for car rides and road trips. If y'all would be interested in that, just send me a message. Let me know if that's something you'd like to know, you know, what we pack, how we do it, how that sort of works, maybe like a day in the life of driving on a 12-hour car ride. (laughs) I don't know. I would be like more than happy to kind of share like what we do, how we've been doing it. Uh, Rosie has been doing it since she was little and now Isaac is only going to be seven months and he's already taken a couple trips. So I think getting them used to it and accustomed to taking longer drives definitely helps. But, uh, you know, even first starting out, we've been pretty successful with both kids now. There has also been a couple of books that I've been reading or more so listening to that have really helped keep me motivated and in a good headspace. I'm a huge nerd for knowledge and just soaking up all kinds of content. I feel like certain books call out to me or get presented to me at the right moments in my life. And of course, you know, different podcasts also. I've connected with so many other podcast hosts and even individuals who are interested in podcasting. And really, I've just been diving into the possibility of helping others learn to podcast or work on their podcast or getting started with podcasting. So if that's you and you've been listening or maybe this is the first time you're listening and you're thinking, wow, it'd be you know, really awesome to start a podcast. I have no idea where to start or what to do, or, you know, maybe you've been thinking about it for a while. And again, like you're just wondering like what goes into it, how can you get started, or you have an idea, things like that. Feel free to message me and let's chat and and work something out and, and see if I can help you because that is something that I'm interested in doing to help provide help for those that are interested in podcasting because I think this is so cool and such an awesome experience and opportunity. And I think if it's something that you want to do, you should really try it out and and try to go for it and, and see where it goes because I think it's awesome that more people want to share their stories or help others. And podcasting is a really great way to do that. But Overall, this birth specifically with Isaac has seriously given me so much more energy and showed me what I'm capable of. I look back on all of it and I'm simply just amazed at what I was able to accomplish and the confidence that I've gained since being a mom. I truly feel like birth changes us. It shows us a new side of ourselves And it really uncovers different parts of us that we might not have been aware of before. With Rosie, it was showing me a healing journey and that allowed me to give myself permission to really just rest and also has shown me a lot of patience and that ability to lose control and be okay with that. And then this time around with Isaac, I've really been able to see my strength. I would love to hear your thoughts on this. And if you feel like your children have taught you specific lessons or continue to do so, 
on an individual basis or as a whole and what you really have learned since becoming a mother. Again, message me about this. Reach out to me, mamas. Let me know things about your motherhood that, you know, really have been unexpected or surprising or something that you dreamed of that you're now seeing and and feeling for yourself in this reality. So I I love hearing from you and and reading your messages and even reading your reviews. If you have not left a review for the podcast, please go ahead and do that. That is an awesome and amazing way that people can learn about the podcast and hear more about us and really just get that out there. So I would appreciate it so much. And that's something that I also want to start doing is reading the reviews and and getting them out there more so that you can hear what other people are saying about the podcast. Another huge thing is I have really started doing some work on uncovering some shame and guilt for specific situations in my life. And I hope that I can one day get to a point that I can share more about that. But it's really, really hard to just throw things out there and not know how people will respond. But I have started sharing it with more individuals in my life that I care deeply about and I know that they care about me. And that response that I've been having with sharing that has been really welcoming and understanding every single time. Every time I open up more and more, it honestly just feels so good. So if there's something that you are keeping hidden because you feel shame or guilt about it and you're hiding parts of you from people that you love and care about and you know that they love you and they care about you, I encourage you to really just start uncovering that and peeling back those layers because I don't believe that we're meant to exist with those feelings. And a lot of the times, it's something that we're internalizing and making assumptions about on our own end. And in reality, that judgment that you're afraid of does not exist. And if there is judgment, then maybe it's that other person that has some inner work that they need to do and that they need to work on. And there's nothing that you should feel ashamed of. I want you to know that you are worthy. We as mamas are enough and we are strong. So let's continue to push ourselves and grow as individuals so we can be the mamas we know that we're meant to be. I'm here for you. I'm rooting for you. I'm excited to be on this journey of healing and navigating motherhood. So honestly, mamas, just thank you. Thank you so much for listening, being here, enjoying this journey with me. And I really hope that you are finding it to be a healing experience and you are learning just as much about yourself and what motherhood can look like, is looking like, and just getting that deeper understanding of of how to navigate and and go through all of this. So thank you. 
Well, this wraps up yet another episode of Entering Motherhood. I hope that you have found this episode helpful, and if you liked it, please share it with others who might also benefit from this information. If there's anything that you'd like to know more about, or maybe you know someone who'd like to be on the show, please visit my website, enteringmotherhood.com. I'm so thrilled to be going on this journey with you and getting the amazing opportunity to help moms during this postpartum experience. You can also now find us on Instagram and Facebook at Entering Motherhood.